the maps and the scenarios is far superior, but the, the maps. but the compassion and care and dedication I put to my Pokemon was far superior than anyone else's. I'm the ultimate Pokemon master and I dare anyone to bring their Game Boy Advance here and challenge me to a game of Pokemon Red, Yellow, or Blue. Hi and hello. Welcome back to another episode of The Business Boys. We hope you're doing well wherever you are. I'm one of your hosts, Spencer Ayer. With me, as always, is my partner in crime, my co-host, my partner, Jimmy Mellos. Jimmy, what's up? Romigo, doing good, doing good. Had a nice weekend, uh, as, as I usually do. Um, a little sleepy, ready for some nap time soon. But because I'm living life to the fullest, so everything's muy bueno. Thank you for asking. Did you have yourself a nice weekend? I did. I had a fantastic weekend. I went for some nice walks. I got a lot of work done. Uh, no patio drinking this weekend for me. It was a uh, work weekend, but it was an enjoyable weekend. Yeah. Good Memorial Day today. Shout out to all you American listeners out there. I hope you enjoyed your day off. Um, yeah. Why don't we start it off with a little would you rather quick question? I was thinking about this one earlier. Would Damn. you rather... Not drink alcohol for three months or not watch Netflix for one year. Do I get to watch like Crave and other stuff? Um, loophole, I see. No, no Crave, no net, no, no TV streaming or anything. You can watch sports and you can watch YouTube. I would, I would go with the no TV because I feel like A, it's beneficial and I get more stuff done. And I just, I like drinking. How could I, how could I have to drink all day? I know, I know. I actually, I was, I was going to say the same thing, but the more I thought about it, I think I would choose no alcohol for three months. And, and, and just hear me out. It would be a brutal three months, like pretty brutal, but it's also like a beneficial thing, you know, just go like a, a little three month kind of cleanse type thing. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I just, I, I pivoted at the last minute there. Yeah, I guess it would have to depend on like the time of year too. Like if it's all cold out and like in the winter, like I could give up alcohol for a bit. But if it's as nice as it's been as of late, man, I've been I've, I've really upped the drinking the past little while. Yeah, especially when the weather comes around, you know, it's hard not to have a couple adult beverages, cool yourself down. <laughs> Got to enjoy life a bit, right? Absolutely. Speaking of adult beverages, um, you're drinking like a college man today. What do you What do you got going on over there? Oh, I got a nice, uh, nice neat Buffalo Trace Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. I've had, I think I've had it on the show a few episodes ago. It's delicious. Um, it's feeling a little ranty today, so I figured uh, the whiskey would be a nice, uh, a nice choice. Yes, and you're swigging it directly from the bottle. Is that right? No, no, I got a glass. <laughs> okay, you <laughs> show me the bottle. I thought you were just swigging it like an alcoholic. I'm not trying to have another uh, drunkenness. I couldn't sleep last week. I was wasted. <laughs> um, we were, we were, I thought we were doing gin and tonics today. So I made myself a, a GT&C, a gin tonic with some cucumber, which is mm. quite delicious. But I, 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 I threw a little curveball on my drink making. And I think I kind of screwed it up. <laughs> so I put a little bit of olive juice in it. Olive juice, you too? <laughs> I put like a bit, I have a, a can of olives. I put a bit of the juice in and it, it just kind of overpowered the whole drink. Yeah. It's a little like soury now and there's some olive residue in it. I thought it would, I thought it was a genius. I thought it'd be delicious. 
Yeah, I could see it would be good, like a, like a dirty martini, but yeah, I'm, at least now, I won't. like I, I would have thought, like if you had offered me that, I would have been like, fuck yeah, but I guess not. Yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe I put too much, that's the thing. Just put a little bit too much. Okay, just feel. Anyways, um, sad to be reporting that Rusty will not be in today. Um, he, he will be back with us next week, so we will not have a market recap for y'all. So instead of that, we are going to throw down, uh, you know, we're going to talk a little more about life, a little more jargon before we get into some business news. We've got a few topics. First, we want to pay some respects to, um, you know, a company Jimmy and I, you know, we both hold it quite closely to us. It's uh, Mr. Ted Dabney. Did I get that correctly? I think so. I think so. He's the co-founder of Atari. Uh, He passed away... Very recently, at the age of eighty, yeah, Atari, like the first, like like one of the first, like kind of like tech startups, if you will, first video game company, like like crazy, crazy office culture and vibe, and just like a, a company that, uh, I mean, lots of people love to work out. It's started a whole bunch of cool things. Even like didn't like Steve Jobs and Steve Wozniak have like a video game for them. Like lots of smart people coming out of that company. Lots of cool things. So, uh, you know, sad to see him go, but uh, he he gave so much to the world that uh, yeah, we have to just pay our respects. You know. Yeah, I was I was reading a bit about it that uh, Nolan Bushnell is one of my favorite businessmen. He like kind of kicked him out of the company, kicked him to the curve a bit, didn't really give him any credit, which is a bit bit disappointing. I didn't like reading that. But you know, power yeah. does crazy things to people. Yeah. Anyways, yeah, mad respect to that. Atari Game Over, great documentary. I think everyone should go out there and watch it. Great. Good for business. Good for video game enthusiasts, and it'll make you be like hate your life and your job because that looks <laughs> like that place looks like the most fun in the world. Oh yeah. And since we're on the topic of video games, I was thinking, you know. If your life was on the line and you had to beat like the devil to save your life in a video <laughs> game and you had to choose like like three video games, what would those games be? Like any console, like computer, right, okay, yeah, yeah. anything. What are you going with? So the devil is the goat at every game, I'm guessing. Um, the first game I would pick is, is called Bubble Trouble. It's like a stupid... Uh, it's not stupid. It's a, it's an it's a little online game where you just like shoot bubbles with a gun, and you're a little pink guy. Yeah, it, it doesn't make sense for me describing it now, but I'm pretty <laughs> I'm pretty good at it. I used to play a lot as a kid, and I still play every now and then. And then I would flip on my N64. I would crush some Mario Kart with Wario, and then probably take them on in a game of Mario Tennis, but. I feel like I'm forgetting one that I'm decent at. But those would be my three off the top of my head that I would probably go to. How yeah. about you? For me, I mean, I, I'm surprised. I, I didn't know that you were going to put the that uh, the pink bubble game. I had you. I would have <laughs> guessed you were going to go with uh, Mario Kart and Mario Tennis because you're unbelievable at those. But you're unbelievable at Mario Party. Like those mini games, like it's like impossible to beat you with those. Yeah, so but I'm surprised uh, I didn't make the list. Because like this is like two years ago, I ate a ton of humble pie in Mario Party. My roommate's girlfriend was smoking me every game. 
Oh shit! Okay. To to be fair, I did I did always win the mini game star, but she had an expertise of the maps that was unparalleled, and she was so lucky. I couldn't uh, take the losing. I retired forever. I'll never play Mario <laughs> Party ever again. <laughs> Alright, well my my game is very much different. It's possible that I'm I, I am good at N sixty four, but just playing with you, I you know, had my hopes and dreams crushed. But mine quite different. I got by far number one game, NBA two K. Um I play with some good gamers. Yeah, you're pretty good at that. And no one can touch me at two K. Especially when I grab good old Kobe. <laughs> uh second game, NFL Street, the original, PS two. I'm pretty good at NFL Street. And then going a little off the map with the consoles here, but Pokemon Red. Like if you <laughs> say like you have a week to train and your Pokemon and get the best like list of Pokemon and you're going to fight anyone in the world, I I have faith that not only that my knowledge of the maps and the scenarios is far superior, but the, the but the compassion and care and dedication I put to my Pokemon was far superior than anyone else's. I'm the ultimate Pokemon master, and I dare anyone to bring their Game Boy Advance here and challenge me to a game of Pokemon Red, Yellow, or Blue. Because I have all Hey, well, I, you got a challenge. I'll, I'll be challenging you next time I'm, I'm back in Montreal. Oh, baby. All right, that's enough video games. We, we got a lot of, um, I guess, bad news coming out of Starbucks about their some of the way they're treating their prospective customers. Um they have adopted this new open bathroom policy where anyone who enters is a prospective customer and can use the West Western restroom. Uh, how do you come down on that open bathroom policy? Yay or nay in fast food locations? Well, it's, it's kind of weird because I think it depends on like the location, you know, like I've been, you know, in the West Island, like where we're from, you know, a nice little suburban area. Like anyone, like you just use the bathroom, everything's unlocked. It's totally fine. But, you know, sometimes you go in more of like a city area where there's, you know, more poverty and homelessness. Like, like I was in San Francisco for a month and a half. Like you cannot have an open bathroom policy there. I, I feel, you know, like I've, I mean, I drove around, I was driving around selling freaking energy drinks and like, I, you just can't find a bathroom. Like you can't go anywhere. You have to like buy stuff or, so I, I don't know. I think it's kind of weird. Like I think some areas it's fine. I think some areas it's a bit more sketchy you can find yourself in some weird situations um obviously a big like publicity thing for them but yeah I, I just i don't agree that like like it's just you can't just have those rules i feel like there's so many different situations like like how can you just say well like what if someone's just like causing a ruckus in there and you know uh, i don't know i find it. most mcdonald's in north america i want to say all of them are open bathroom unless i'm mistaken a lot of them are right and I, I find if there's if it's a big bathroom, there's like multiple stalls and everything. I think it makes sense for the open policy, and those are usually clean. But if it's just the one stall, it's tough because one person could just ruin that bathroom, and then and then it's just done for the whole day. Yeah, like 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 I just think that like let's say you have a closed, let's say you you have to be a customer to buy. It. Like hey, like one time I walked into like a bar, like I really needed to use the washroom, and I'm like hi, like sorry, like I'm obviously not like a, a fucked up person, like I'm speaking perfectly fine, like can I just come? Like I really need to use the washroom, and it cost me like four bucks American, so I can buy like a soda, so that I could use the goddamn washroom, and it's fucking bullshit. Like I'm a person, like let me fucking piss. I don't get it. 
Oh, and then, in Europe too, you got to pay for most bathrooms. Yeah, it's like ten cents. You don't have to like buy something. <laughs> but they have like water closets. But like there, it's like you have like a bathroom. Like it's like there's no one here. I'm a normal person. I'm not gonna fuck your shit up. Like, why do you gotta like charge my, charge me for my natural bodily functions? Like it's ridiculous. Hmm. But like I also think that there's certain if having an open door policy where it's like, Oh, you don't need to be a customer to come in. Like to say that to everyone, like could find you in some problems. So I, I, I don't know. Like, I, I, I don't understand why we have to have these like rules. Like when did like our, our, like everyone's so offended. Like when did our society become so fucking fragile? You know, like I know it's Starbucks and it's the land of the offended, but like, uh, like I, I don't understand why, like, they, they have to, like, go to these, like, drastic measures and make these, like, new policies just so people are, like, not offended and go there again. Like, I don't I don't get I don't get why it's such a big brouhaha. Uh, publicity stunt. I would lean on the side of yay for it, but I do get the concerns. Uh, but it's a bathroom. Like, if you're working in a place like that, lower wage, like, you're going to have to deal with that stuff. I used to work at – I used to work, you know, fast food at the clean, shitty bathrooms – that was open it sucked but you know i don't i don't know i i would feel weird if i owned it with someone came in like on a jog and they're like hey i gotta take a huge deuce and i'm like no you gotta buy something oh like i would be fine with that if they're like if like for me it's like if they need to take a shit like they can like take a shit and like i'm cool (laughs) with that like i understand that you're a human and you need to do that stuff but like it's another thing to just have this like open door policy and then like you know like you have like a bunch of like 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 a bunch of homeless people that are like, you know, crazy and they stink and like they're, they're fucking up your, like, obviously I don't want to just like throw them to the street, but if it's your business and it's like turning customers away, then you have to like change your policy. Like, I don't, I just, I, I, I don't know. Like I, I, I'm at a moral impasse here. Like I, like morally, I think everyone should be able to, but like if it gets to too much, then how do you stop it if you have this open door policy? Like I just like policies are just they're tough to like work around. Like I don't know why you have to have a policy. Why you can't just be like, well I'm a good person and like you need to use the washroom. I'll let you use it, but like you know you can't come in every single day and like use my washroom to like brush your teeth, shave your face, and <laughs> drop a deuce. Like you know what I mean? I think I think that was the whole point behind it was that they didn't want these uh, store owners making the, that decision because they were judging incorrectly. Yeah, it's very possible. Yeah, it must be tough owning it. I, I don't know what it's like to own a bunch of corporate stores. It's, I mean, I, I never want to do that. So it's up to them. I don't really um, care that much. Yeah. All right. Enough bathroom talk. <laughs> so some something pretty embarrassing happened to me at the grocery store at the end of last week. So I wanted to talk about your most embarrassing grocery store slash shopping experience. Um so, so what happened to me it was I was I was just ran to the grocery store real quickly. I only needed a few things. I was making a, a big spaghetti sauce and I only needed a few items. So I, I decided not to get a basket. I was just going to carry the three or four with my hands. But, you know, as you're walking down the aisles, you see a few things on sale, catch your eyes. So, you know, pick up a few more things. Anyways, I got five or six items in my hands and they're kind of awkward to carry. And one of them was uh, a glass jar of tomato sauce, oh, of strained no. tomatoes. And um, I'm not even in an aisle. I'm going to the register and I just lose my grip and it falls and just tomato sauce all over the place, all over the floor. 
everyone's looking at me. It's decently busy too. I'm like, want to kill myself. That's all I was thinking was, get me out of here. This is terrible. And then the guy, the, the store clerk, who is pretty much like the store clerk in the liquor store in Superbad, just looks at me with the, you know, disappointed look. And he's like, don't worry, man. I'll, I'll get it. And I was like, thanks. I wanted to tip him or something. You know, I felt so <laughs> bad. Fuck my life. <laughs> but yeah, I, I just, I bought the stuff and I got the fuck out of there. And I didn't go back to the grocery store for at least three or four days. <laughs> you know, just make sure next next time I went back, I wear a f- forwards cap, shield my face a bit, sh- shave or something. But that was uh, that was very embarrassing. And from now on, I know though I will always get a basket no matter what. Yeah, you it's need too you risky. Need a good it's too risky. It was so it was the embarrassment, the shame I felt, man. <laughs> it was shameful. I haven't had too many bad experiences. Like I mean, ever like. Anyone who likes the green, I mean, has uh, had their experiences where they're walking around aimlessly with no idea what to get. And then you walk out of the grocery store to make dinner and it's like you have half of like six meals and then you have to go like back in or like re-go around the store. So that's always been a bit of a disaster. But uh, no, usually like I go to PA for like, I mean, for Montreal homies, like PA is the cheapest shit around and it's so tight and compact in there. And, like, you can't go, like, backwards up the aisle. So, like, I can pretty much, like, do my grocery shopping at PA with my eyes closed. Like, I don't, need, I don't like, need to, like, linger. It's like, I need this. I need this many of these. This many of that. It's like a karate kata. Like, I can just fucking get in there, get out, and move on with my life. So. Uh, another mini one was I was, I was doing the self-checkout machines. And I pulled out my tomatoes. And the bag had a hole in it and the tomatoes fell on the ground and they separated from the vine and they went kind of all over the place. So I picked them up and then I'm, I'm thinking to myself, what do I do now? Do I just leave the tomatoes here? I can't run and put them back. They're too far away. So I was kind of shamed into buying them, even though I didn't. They were all in the grocery floor. It's disgusting. I just wash them. I did, but see, I don't know. It's dirty, man. People walking with their shoes there. Every yeah, time I come off. back from... Yeah, I, I guess so. Like a bit. But I, I wasn't happy about it. I tell you that much. Every time I come back from the grocery store, the first thing I do is wash my hands. Because you don't you don't know what kind of people have been touching your stuff or the food that you take. You know what they do on their hands? Blow boogers on them or... You know, God knows where their hands have been. Yeah, I know. I feel you. I don't like being sick, and there's a reason I, I don't get sick a lot. I wash my hands frequently. I'm a vigorous hand washer. <laughs> <laughs> You're like one of those like Purell, like you have Purell everywhere, like Howie Mandel style and shit. No, <laughs> no, not 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 as bad as uh, Deal or No Deal guy, but I do enjoy like if someone has Purell, I always add, and sometimes they have them like in the bank when you go in or something. I always use it. Gotta keep those hands clean. Anyways, let's uh, let's get into some business. So we had a bunch of retail earnings in the past few weeks. Some were good, some were bad. And I figured we'd talk a little bit about the changing retail landscape. So, I mean, as everyone knows, pretty obvious at this point, with the emergence of Amazon, um, online retailing is really kind of crippling the pie for the traditional retailers. People are less frequently visiting malls. Mall traffic has been uh, continuously declining for 10 years, maybe. And 
it's kind of interesting to see the variation in retail results. Um, so I think a few things that kind of retailers need to do or are doing well at this point, the ones that did do well, is number one, it, it's it's all, so we'll talk about clothing pretty much, but I think fashion kind of drives everything. Um, if you have good uh, fashion designers and good innovation, new products, kind of keeping up with the trends, setting new ones. I think that's probably the most important thing, especially now with the amount of selection that you're able to do with these online. I think you have to have a strong fashion uh, goal and vision. I think quick turnaround and some good inventory control, whereas before you'd have these massive kind of warehouse stores with just a ton of clothes, I think maybe kind of a tighter grip on inventory, you know, keep it for, keep it on the shelves for less time. I already mentioned innovation. You got to always come up with new trends and, and new fashion, but also new ways to shop. And that goes with the store layout. A lot of stores have been uh, selling off space that they perhaps don't need and transforming that space into like an espresso bar or an actual bar or, you know, like uh, a personalized tailor or something like that, you know. I think that's good. And then I think those that have established a really good brand loyalty, I noticed those have been still doing okay. Like Costco, for example, I know it's not a, you know, really a, a, they don't really, well, they do sell clothes, but it's not, I guess, a retailer. It's more grocery in that. But Costco, you know, they've been fine. Um, They still have their devoted followers and people love Costco and they go every weekend. And you can get it online too if you want. So kind of keeping that brand loyalty, um, the experience, all about a great customer experience, as I mentioned, uh, really just making like getting you out of the house and going to the store an enjoyable process because with uh, millennials nowadays, you know, we're lazy and we don't like to go to the store and waste time there. We just order it online. Yeah. And, And I think that a lot of the like kind of like items that like aren't like the more necessity items that you'll be able to get online. Um, you know, like sometimes if you're looking for something a bit more unique, like I ordered a, a cornhole set the other day cause it's a great game. I ordered that nice. on Amazon cause it's like, I don't know what store to go to, to get that stuff. Like I don't want to go all the way to Canadian tire, which is pretty far. And I don't have a car. Like I would have to take like Metro bus to get there just to strike out like fuck that. But I think what a lot of people like is like the the entire experience of shopping. You talked about, yeah, maybe setting up like a little cafe or, you know, just if you live around the city where lots of people are walking, it's fun to just go shopping um, and try stuff on. But I think one of the big things that people have to focus on is the the novelty behind it. Um, Like you want a piece of clothing that no one else has. Like you want to be unique. In, in your sort of like your your style. Um, and that goes with, with clothing. It goes with like type of gadgets you have. Um, you know, like maybe you have a phone case, but maybe you have like a really cool one and you know, you're the only one that has it. And that like that makes you feel unique and special. And like they have to cater more to that. For example, I have a friend who's like, I wouldn't say he's into art, but he has nice art. Um, I don't, but you know, we had asked him where he got a specific painting from. It was a really nice piece of artwork he had hanging in his house and he wouldn't tell us. And he's like, no, no, no. Like, I can't tell you. Like, a good art collector doesn't say where he gets his art from. And I get that because you want, like, you want the coolest art. You want people to come to your place and be like, wow, that's super cool. That's like a reflection of you and it's super unique. And I think, you know, they have to focus more on on stuff like that. Finding, you know, 
like you said, less about the having inventory and a lot of the same items, like a, like a winner's wood and stuff like that. And more so something like, wow, there's like three or four pairs of this. Like I need to have this and I need to buy it now. Not something that you can say, who cool. This is cool. I'll go home and buy it online. I think yeah, that, that makes sense for sure. I will say one store that I do still go to and I always kind of enjoy going to is Best Buy. For some reason, I, I like the colors. I like the layout. I always get pretty good customer service there. I can usually find what I'm looking for. And they always have, you know, new nuggets, new technology that I'm checking out. Oh, you know, like if I'm shopping for, I don't know, a TV or something, I'll be looking at maybe, you know, tablets or something else or some new headphones, stuff like that. Uh, maybe it's just that I like electronics, but I find Best Buy um kind of checks off all the boxes in terms of a traditional retailer yeah and when you're when you're looking for something like a tv or uh, like a computer or something that you're going to be using all the time and it's a pretty hefty investment you want like an expert opinion on it yeah at the end of the day they're salesmen but like you know you want like you want to make sure you're getting good bang for your buck and you want like you don't want just like some idiot like okay fucking rant right now i was buying this fucking <laughs> cornhole set uh, for those of you who don't know what cornhole is, like Google it, or it's essentially just like fucking, it's like beanbag tossing. There's one hole, super crazy, awesome game. Um, shout out Steve Rassi for showing me how awesome it is. Um, and like I go online and some jackass gave them like a one and a half star review. And the review said literally this, like, oh yeah, like it started like peeling after like a couple weeks, like we left it outside, like, hey, first of all, you're an idiot. And then it's like my light four-year-old son accidentally stepped on it and broke it. Like no fucking shit. It's a piece of fucking wood with a goddamn like little <laughs> slider thing that holds it at a certain angle. Like no shit, it broke. Like why is your four-year-old son? Like if it was like a one-year-old kid that accidentally stepped on it, like sure, fine. That's like one thing. But like your four-year-old kid, like unless your kid's like a fucking midget four-year-old, like of course it's going to break. Like a lot of shit will break if your four-year-old son steps on it. And like what is your four-year-old son like an idiot? Like don't step on it. Like how are you – like how is he <laughs> break four, that man. and Calm you get down. so enraged? That, like you go and like rip this company's product because oh my four-year-old son stepped on it it shouldn't break like you're an idiot so i oh, like hey, that's I a that's a discussion for another day on um online comments and stuff some of them are just woo yeah so uh, like when it comes to buying a tv or a computer or speakers or surround sound or all that stuff you know you want like something that's going to last and be a value to you you want an expert opinion when you want to go get some really nice clothing like you're like looking for a suit, you're looking for, you know, something nice to wear it, like a little gala or whatever. Like you want to go and try it on and make sure it looks great and like shop around and have fun with it. You know, if you're like all that stuff that that's that's going to last you, you want to you want the experience of buying it, trying it out, looking at it, feeling good in it. And I think the more people cater to that, the more help you can get on site, like even Amazon, like they're. Like they're the biggest threat to brick and mortar stores. Even they've invested in brick and mortar stores and buying Whole Foods, but they focused on one that's completely, you know, invested in the customer experience and having, they've invested in not having in inventory and focusing on the, the, the workers in store to focus on with the customers, giving them options and helping them and all that good stuff. So uh, like it's, I don't think it's like a dead industry. I think brick and mortar can still do great things. I just think that they'll start to die off a bit in more of the, the suburban areas, but like downtown retail, I think is still solid.
Yeah, I think uh, they'll probably have a smaller piece of the pie they're chasing after. And as we mentioned earlier, like it's going to be a dogfight for the next you know, five, ten years. It's going to be really which ones innovate um, the fastest and which ones have the strongest fashion driving in as customer experience. Yeah, that's Plus, pretty, like, like Kohl's partnering with Amazon so you can buy Kindles and that at Kohl's and you can return Amazon products at the stores. That makes sense. Uh, Nordstrom's ro- rolled out some virtual stores where there's, you know, you just go in, there's like some coffee bars and there's like personal stylists and, and fashion people like pitching you what you should wear in that. But there's no actual browsing merchandise. So kind of innovative ideas. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely agree. There's going to be. Uh, quite a few dying out over the years and i think the landscape you know it'll look a lot different uh, i yeah. think malls is something i'm i agree with you on the downtown i think suburban malls might be kind of the uh the one that hurts the most although i will miss the food court oh god I love <laughs> food courts. taco bravo oh come on food courts are awesome so a lot, lot of news about self-driving cars. Um, I got in a pretty fierce comment uh, battle with some <laughs> some girl Brenda. So, um, which I, I suggest you never do, and I never do it either. I was just in a bad mood that day and decided to do it. Sometimes ranters got to rant, man. <laughs> well, you know, it's I, I hear a lot of people's concerns. It's there's been a lot of bad news coming out recently. Uh, a bunch of accidents with Tesla, the Uber accident, we had a small Waymo accident. Um, you know, there's a lot of, I, th- I still think it's going to be a technology that is going to be in use in, I don't want to put, you know, a timetable, I'll say in the near future, but a lot of people are very skeptical and probably at this point, rightfully so. Um, but I think as we've seen with AI is... It's pretty good. It's pretty good. It's getting slowly better. It's making some dumb mistakes. And then all of a sudden, it's much better than a human. And I think the amount of human car accidents and deaths every year is ridiculous. It's, it's so high. Well, I got so, some yeah. numbers for you here just to put a little okay, perfect to it. Um, in the U.S., annual USA road crash stats. This is U.S. only. It results in 37,000 deaths each year, 2.35 million injured or disabled, Uh, 1,600 children under the age of 15 die, and uh, I guess if you're a, you know, more of a bottom line person than a human life person, road crashes cost $230.6 billion to the USA each year. Uh, It's some morbid stats there. Um. I, th- I think the big problem with the general public is going to be it's the accountability problem where if you crash your car before, you have no one to blame but yourself or the other person, and now you can blame the machine. Um, so that's going to be, I think, a big kind of hurdle to get over. Yeah, I think like even in, and I know you don't like the movie, but in iRobot, Will Smith chooses to drive his own goddamn car. But like I, I, I understand. Like I think, I think that, like you said, when it's not in your control, when it's like a computer, there's not, there's like that, that helplessness feeling about it. That like, well, I wasn't driving it. It wasn't the person. It was, you know, the technology. I do think that um, the technology has a long way to go. And like maybe right now, some of these companies need to take a maybe a bit of a step back, get them, 
you know, keep testing it, keep building on it. I know it's a competitive world and you need to race to be the first one to do it, but you know, maybe taking a little step back and just retesting everything, making sure it, it it's a bit better. And cause there have been a, a yeah, decent amount of yeah. crashes, but I think I agree, man. I don't I think agree. they should stop. Is my no, me neither. Point. Yeah. May, maybe too liberal with the testing and the problem too is it's, it's not like we're testing uh, an, a new phone or something, right? Like this yeah. is this is high speed cars flying down the highway. So, uh, you know, there's there, there's fatal accidents that could happen because of it. So uh, it, it kind of disappoints me in a way that the public is so negative on this future and doesn't see the benefits and, and doesn't think it's going to be a reality. I honestly think that's ridiculous. I get, I get the skepticism now and everything, but the limited knowledge I have with AI, I don't see any way how it won't be, you know, much, much better than a human driver. I mean, I haven't driven in three years. Thank God I'm a terrible driver. I would much <laughs> rather the machine take over. Yeah, I feel you, man. It's a, it's one of those things that's going to be a hot topic of debate for a long time. I think as the technology improves and the crash rates go a bit down, like that, that's what would be interesting. I was trying to find like the crash rates, like how many, you know, three, we talked about 37,000 deaths a year. If we divided that by how many people draw, like how many drivers there are all the time versus how many crashes have happened with self-driving versus how many self-driving fleets are out there. Um, it'd be interesting to see, but I couldn't find that information, but I think, yeah, as the technology progresses, I think it'll, it'll improve quite a bit. I mean, Talking about AI, like there's there's AI technology doing surgery better than humans, so I can't see why we can't get cars to that point. But I think it's uh, it's a matter of just refining the technology, always making it better, reiterating, and uh, you know, doing a few more uh, a few more test runs. But yeah, I think yeah. that's that's all. And I please, if you that. have if you have a car with um, you know autopilot or super cruise something like that, please pay attention to the road. Still, don't solely rely on it yet that's just irresponsible well that's what they but, tell you right just keep yeah, driving yeah. But. but it gives people kind of that sense of i don't need to be focusing on the road i'm gonna go hit up twitter you know post a little tweet yeah don't do that anyway speaking of ai we had some some uh, ai creeping out of uh, amazon <laughs> Yeah, so Amazon's uh, Alexa. We've been talking a lot about Alexa recently. Apparently, it recorded a family just chit-chatting and then sent the conversation to one of their contacts. Um, so apparently, what 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 Amazon is saying is apparently Alexa heard like "Hey Alexa" as part of the conversation and then like heard the command that they wanted to send it out. Um, people have been like, there have been like articles all over the place, like people freaking out. Um, should we be worried? Is it an overreaction? Um, I like, I think it's a, like, like you don't have to have an, an Alexa in your house. So if that's a concern for you, like just don't have one in your house. Um, I, I don't understand why you need to have all this brouhaha. Like if I had enough money, I, I would be down to have one. And if it sent one of my conversations to, to someone, it'd be a little fucking weird, but like, you know, they're, it's they're, a, 90, they're $99 by the way. Yeah. But like I, you know, yeah. You gotta, you gotta buy video games. <laughs> I gotta buy video I, games. I, I hear you. I hear you. But like, I don't, well, like, they're ninety nine dollars. But I, I don't have the other technology in the house. Like, in the yeah, 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 yeah. It makes sense. With no light a... fixtures to fucking <laughs> connect it to. It would just be that box. Like, let's be honest. Could be like your new best friend, man. 
<laughs> just talk to her and get her to tuck yeah. me in at night and shit. <laughs> I don't know if it could do that, yeah, but I'm sure it could read you a bedtime story. <laughs> so I think it's a bit of an overreaction. Like, if these stories start popping up everywhere, like, I would be like, oh, fuck, okay, like, let's take a look at this. But I think it's, like, one a one-off situation. Like, it's, I don't think we need to go fucking nutso over it. Um, the government also wants to stop their facial recognition technology. It's called recognition with a K, which is, has to be the shittiest fucking name I've ever heard for something <laughs> so cool. Like really, you just changed a C to a K like fucking come on, like call it something fucking cool. Like, I don't know, ninja something, but fuck, <laughs> you just changed a C to a K. Like you, you had all the power and all the time to call it something cool and you didn't. So fuck you for that. But I mean, is it that would be like, better you... if they just use the C and call it yeah. recognition? Uh, Anyways, last sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I don't know. Probably. But not. what do know. you think? Like, is it like like? Do you think that they should stop doing their facial recognition? Like, they're not the only fucking company doing it. No, absolutely not. I think it's ridiculous as well. Um, like, you know, we're we're gonna have one offs like this happen, and we're gonna learn from it, and we're gonna build and get better. Um, completely agree. If you don't. If you don't want to take that risk, then just, you know, don't buy one. If you don't, you know, get off Facebook. If you're worried about data privacy, don't use Google. Like you're, you're putting yourself in these situations. And, and the thing with the facial recognition, with recognition is like, I, I, I can't blame Amazon for pushing the envelope on the facial recognition technology. Like the government wants them to stop, but like, what like they're just gonna fucking let their competitors do it first like i don't understand like the whole point of having the government is so that you can like put rules and regulations and policies in place that apply to everyone just complaining that oh like amazon's facial recognition technology is dangerous like that's just fucking complaining like like that's your job like you're the government like stop wasting your time with fucking the soap opera that is the fucking government right now and like keep up with technology and have smart people in it like it's not amazon's fault for pushing the envelope on technology that's what companies do and and if if they're like they're not going to stop and let their competitors go ahead that's that's the that's the government that's the type of world we live in it's a like you know what i mean i don't get why they would stop and that's their job as an organization and the government's job is to regulate that stuff but if they're not going to keep up to pace or have smart people that understand the technology that that, that then that's their own fault like i don't know yeah. i'm ranty today the rise of the machines it's coming t2 anyways it there's like there's like a heat wave here in toronto it's absolutely insane outside um i'm probably gonna go sit out on the balks maybe have another gt and c there you go before you get out of here what's I was thinking about this the other day. I have a lot of weird quirks, just weird things I do. I'm a, I'm a weird person. What, what's your weirdest quirk, if you can put it that way? Something strange that you do that if you were to tell someone else, you know, they would be like, what's wrong with you? It's something maybe you don't tell a girl on, on the first date type thing. Oh, like I can't, like whenever there's like tiles on the floor that are square, like I have to walk diagonal, like, you know, I have to walk diagonally on them. <laughs> Like I can't go in a straight line. I have to go what? like from like like diagonally. You and have then, to walk like, on the square tiles. Like yeah, like, like you can't tiles? like you can't like let's say you can't go in a straight line down the tiles. You have to go like like walk to them diagonally and like so like, but like it's fine like if it, like I don't my foot doesn't have to like fully be in one. It just has to be like on the corner of two, but it has to go in a, like a diagonal tile shape. And like and like normally like I can do it, 
and no one will notice, but there's sometimes like I'm at my dad's and his tile, the tiles are like bigger and there's like a certain part where it's like hard to do. And like people look at me like I'm a little fucking weird, but I just like kind of like brush it off. But like it's like an <laughs> obsession. I would love to see you do that in public. You know, you're walking down the. I do it. <laughs> I've never noticed. I don't have to keep I'm the, sneaky keep with an it, eye out for that. I'm fucking sneaky <laughs> Next with it. Time. But there's like, a lot the rest of tiles. The floor is lava public, you know? or something. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That that is a weird one. That's pretty. I think that's weirder than mine. What's yours? So my thing, the one I thought about, which I don't know if it's weird or not, is whenever I have the TV on or the speaker volume or any sort of volume, I have to have it. This goes back to to when I'm I was a little kid. I have to have the volume on an even number. Yo, I'm so the, the same man. Yeah. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I knew it wasn't that weird because I like, feel like. But like, but like, what about like five and fifteen, like multiples of five? Is that chill? No, 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 no. It has oh to shit. Be even. Okay, I'm okay with 10, five and 12, 14, okay 16, 18, 20. It just for for whatever reason just feels wrong and it bothers the the heck out of me when I have the volume on say eleven or or even fifteen. It just I don't know why it it really bothers me. Like I like I'm okay with fifteen because it's like right slab in the middle and it like it's like a nice round like middle number and I'm cool with that. But yeah, if someone puts it to like thirteen, I'm like, yo, fucking like don't be ridiculous. Like <laughs> twelve or now, 12, 14, it. or fifteen. You got plenty of options. Fucking pick one. Not thirteen. Not eleven. Yeah. Okay. I, I'm glad I'm not alone on that one. Maybe I could have thought of some weirder ones, but anyways, that was <laughs> I, I thought that was pretty interesting. <laughs> some of them I can't t- talk about on a fucking public podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna keep some of our dignity at least <laughs> seriously anyways gangbuster show uh jimmy thanks for joining as always great yeah. job let's uh let's get out of here all right i'm out of here thanks all for tuning in uh yeah peace out check you later see you guys next week peace